perfect. everybody to episode 11 of the bright lights podcast i'm your host deegs joined as always with my two co-hosts mahoney what's up guys and pt what's up guys how you guys doing how we doing today boys it's been a little while since i've actually seen you guys i mean i saw mahoney the other day pt i didn't see you but how how, how you guys been yeah, yeah living life uh this thing called j term kind of sucks ass but yeah. uh you know what you're gonna do i finally yeah. go ahead go ahead deegs go ahead uh, you know, I was just going to say we have a really good podcast planned today. A lot of fun stuff to talk about. Uh, I don't want to waste your time or our time. So, Mahoney, go ahead. Jump right into this, buddy. All right. So, we're back to our call-outs. Um, PT, why don't you just get us going with the first one? All right. I'm going to stick with some football stuff. Uh, we're going to go up north to the Bears' divisional rivals, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Now, as you have known, Mike McCarthy has been fired, and they've been looking for head coach. They have recently hired Matt LaFleur, if I can pronounce that correctly. You did, you did. Awful name. Who, who is the offensive coordinator for the Titans. And then also, they recently hired Nathaniel Hackett from the Jaguars to be their offensive coordinator. Now, if you find, if you think of the two most unimpressive offenses in the NFL, it's the Jags and the Titans. You, know you what, have the best one of the best quarterbacks to ever mankind in football right now, and you pick these two coaches. Are you, you know, kidding me? Yeah, okay, I agree with you, right? Uh, the Titans offense dog shit last year. Nathaniel Hackett, I don't think you can blame him completely for the Jags offense being dog shit. I, he yeah. obviously gets some of the blame because, like, Blake he's Bortles. the coordinator. But Blake Bortles, come on. Uh, get, Matt Nagy probably couldn't turn Blake Bortles into, like, a five-win quarterback. I could. So I could. PT could. I could. I mean, I I get it. I mean, I thought the, the Lafleur hiring was kind of shitty. Everybody's hiring like the super young coaches now because it's, it's a trend. Sean man. McVay. I mean, can we just like, can we just realize that like just because someone is young and coached with Sean McVay doesn't fucking make them Sean McVay. Like Sean McVay is just a genius. I don't, I don't understand how to say this. The guy is just a football genius. No one, just because you coached with him doesn't mean you're going to be like him. That's what every team seems to want. Well, here's, yeah. here's another thing too. Why is everyone saying they want a Sean McVay? Wasn't Nagy kind of like in this whole thing too? No, but he's classified like as a Sean McVay because he's young. He's like, He's not like an Andy Reid, or he's not like a super old offensive-minded head coach that is a, like an old-school guy. Like Nagy coached under Andy Reid a bunch, of, but his offenses are, are different. He's younger. Sean McVay is a young guy. Um, Kyle Shanahan is a young guy too. Everybody wants like this new mind where you can yeah, you can cool. bring in an offensive coordinator, uh, a young offensive mind to be your head coach, and then just go the other way like cliff kingsbury for the cardinals that's a terrible fucking signing dude awful he he has a uh, he has a below 500 record at college football and the only reason why he was maybe he'll do better in the nfl the only reason he was relevant was because of pat mahomes like i don't understand how people don't realize how terrible of a signing that was yeah it's it's bad dude but that was my call out the packers i mean like it was kind of just shocked me It, it i like it because i'm a bears fan but it is kind of shocking that you couldn't find anything better for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, um, so same with the call-outs, I just want to put a little side remark out there about how effing hard it was to get our call-outs this week because nothing has been happening. But my call-out, 
Going to baseball. A lot of shit going on with baseball lately. Hasn't been hasn't it been Deeks? Yeah. Um, oh, so fun. This, um, this, so this. I'm already aggravated. I haven't even started talking about it. Um, what the fuck are is the media doing with baseball and the free agency? They're making up a bunch of shit just so they can get clicks, and it's driving me nuts. Machado's agent put John Heyman and Bob Nightingale in a body bag. Yeah, like, he did, did. You see what he posted, right? About how yeah, they're about so how wrong, wrong and everything. Like, yeah. Like, why even think is like the seven years, one hundred seventy-five million? Don't even get. Okay, I'm just, I'm getting started with it. Okay, if the White Sox seriously offered that, there is no way in hell Machado, Machado would see that offer. Insane. Think of it as disrespect. Say fuck off and go sign with the San Diego Padres, Deeks. What is that? That is, dude. Seven years, one seventy-five. That's a slap like, in the face to Manny Machado. That's blatant. Like Giraffe Neck Mark tweeted this, so I'm I'm gonna give him credit for it. Like that's just blatant disrespect. That's fucking pathetic. Yeah. If that is like. Maybe Machado's aging is just, like, if, if that's the actual offer, that's fucking pathetic. That's awful. Yeah, um, but, so yeah, when you texted me and you said, like, oh, this is bullshit, whatever, and I gave my two responses, it was, one, I'm really excited because we'll get them dirt cheap, and two, we're going to fucking lose them because of how bad that offer is. Yeah, dude, and, like, okay, uh, there's been a lot of reports, like, First of all, nobody knows anything, right? So no. anybody that says any report about Machado Harper is a fucking idiot because nobody knows anything no. about what's going on. John Heyman doesn't know anything. Ken Rosenthal doesn't know anything. Bob Nightingale's a moron, so no one should ever listen to him. No. John Paul Morosi doesn't know absolutely anything. Nobody knows anything about Like Bruce guys. Levine, that fucking ass. But, but the, I've seen a lot of things come out, and I, I don't believe any media sources anymore whatsoever. Zero. But I do believe – I believe this – just because I – just looking at the market for Manny Machado, there's been a lot of people saying that he doesn't give a shit where he plays as long as he's getting a lot of money. A lot of money, right? yeah. That's all he cares about is a shit ton of money. So I don't think it would be too far-fetched for if – let's say they offer 7175 or even 8200 right? Because 8200 is not a lot for Manny Machado. For a team just to come out of nowhere and be like, look, dude, we'll give you – Eight for two fifty. Come play with us, and, and he'll go play there. Like he oh, only yeah. cares about the money. Um, obviously, like no disrespect to the White Sox, but people aren't dying to go play in Chicago. No, uh, obviously people, not. Yeah, people aren't dying to go play in Philadelphia. The other, there's a reason why his favorite team to play for was the Yankees. Not one because he was a Yankees fan growing up, but two, like they're they're probably the best team in baseball right now. Yeah, and we'll even, get to that yeah, later, which is even more bullshit. But okay, from a, from a roster standpoint, they're probably the best team in baseball. But yeah. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Uh, the, the media is much morons, but I seriously, I nobody knows anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if either one, the White Sox get him for 8200 which I still think is very cheap because uh-huh. of the fact that they're just they're doing the same thing that Boston did with J.D. Martinez last year, and it's absolutely fucking brilliant. It's yeah. brilliant. They're just waiting it out until they're the only option left. He's going to get desperate because spring training starts in like a month, yeah. and he's just going to sign there. But... I, I I don't think it's far-fetched and out of reality for a team like the Padres, and I'm not saying that because I'm a Padres fan, or a team like anybody that has a shit ton of cap space to just go out there, throw eight, eight, eight years, $250 million on, uh, at him, and then Machado just signing there. Like, that, that, doesn't, that wouldn't surprise me at all. <clears throat> but yeah, dude, the media, they're, they're a bunch of morons. John Heyman's a moron. Bob Nightingale, I, I hate that guy. Yeah, I, I can't despise, stand him anymore. I despise him. Yeah. But yeah, dude. It's, All right, it's so stupid. 
I, just going off this a little bit more, this isn't really part of the call out, but I'm curious because I'll give my side first and then you give me yours. And then PT, if you want to chime in, go right ahead. Um, the media. I really think that because of this offseason, they're going to put a cap on what they can and can't say. Because the fact that they're spilling all this bullshit is making not only the fans restless, but the players, when they yeah. see these random rumors about themselves that they have no idea about. Yeah. It, hey, Bob, Bob Nightingale tweeted something. Sorry, PT, to cut you off. He tweeted the only thing I've ever seen in my entire life that he's ever tweeted that actually makes sense. And he tweeted something earlier today, and he was like, that all this stuff uh, that, that's coming out, you know, about all uh, the restlessness, the fan bases, and everything, it's pissing the players off, too. Oh, it's yeah. pissing them off a lot. Because there's a bunch of fake news, like, oh, that Dan Clark guy came out and said Machado's going to the Yankees, right? And he, now they're, they're out on him. Then a lot of people are saying, oh, Machado's going to Chicago. Or they gave him seven for 175. Nobody knows anything, honestly, yeah. except for Manny Machado and his agent, probably. So, yeah, dude, uh, I don't know if we want to dive into this right now, but the baseball players' um, bargaining agreement, or whatever it's called, yeah, is yeah. up in two years. And I'm, I'm seriously, like... 85% convinced that there's going to be another strike. because That scares me and should scare you too because that's our window. Our, yeah, that, that, that those are our team's window. And I'm not just scared about that like from a Padres standpoint. I'm scared of that from like a baseball fan standpoint because you look at this from a numerous different points of view. The players are unhappy, right? One, um, there's a lot of people – there's a lot of players that are getting severely underpaid, like severely underpaid. Oh, yeah. Manny Machado – should be making 35 to 40 million dollars a year. He's that good. You have minor league players who are making more than a, than if I worked at Burger King for a whole year, mm-hmm. I would make more money than some minor league players, right? It's, it's you have bad. cheap ass owners that are raising ticket prices like nothing and are unwilling to pay their uh, their superstars, these superstar players. We talked about this last week. There is no reason why there should be three teams in on Manny Machado and Bryce Harper combined. Every single team in baseball, every single team in baseball can afford them. Baseball last year made like $12 billion in -hmm. revenue, in profits. Teams like the Marlins and the Padres, who were awful, were profitable organizations because of how high the ticket prices are and how expensive everything is when you go to a baseball game. Uh There's just a lot of shit between like the players and the owners, and people are unhappy. And I, there's going to be another strike, dude. Ah, that's going to suck. It's going to suck eternally because, it, just as a fan standpoint, it's going to be terrible. But like this off season and last off season are leading up to it. There's going to be another strike, and it's because of all this unhappiness and like the the these owners being so damn cheap that they don't want to pay these guys when they don't realize that if you sign Manny Machado. To a ten-year, three hundred million dollar contract. By the time he's done, that contract is going to get paid back, just because of who he is. You're going to get more season ticket prices going up. You're going to get more jerseys. More people are going to come. Your team's going to be good, and you make more money when you win. Yeah. Because if you go in the playoffs, players get bonuses. People are going to want to come play there. Like you're going to make more money. So uh, it's it sucks. It sucks that people don't look at it this way, but. I think it's kind of inevitable at this point that there's probably going to be a strike coming once that CBA comes up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that pretty much does it with my call out. Just aggravating overall, but Deegs, you can go ahead, buddy. Uh, I'm, I'm staying baseball, and I, I'm calling out whoever the hell handles the guy, um, whoever gets suspended 
in Major League Baseball, right? Like, who gets suspended for games? I'm pretty sure it's the commissioner. But if you guys don't know, uh, this is kind of an under-the-radar thing. No, I heard about pitcher, it. Eric Skogland, yep, yes, I heard the Kansas about City that. Royals, got suspended half of the season for uh, testing positive for steroids. Uh, last year, Forrest Whitley, top pitching, pro- top right-handed pitching prospect in all baseball, got suspended 50 games for um, testing positive for PEDs or whatever. And you have a lot of guys that get suspended for PEDs for half the year, for a full year, for 50 games, depending on whatever it is. Uh-huh. And Addison Russell's only missing 28 games to start the season, right? Yeah. And if you remember a while ago, a Robles Chapman, when the whole thing went down with his wife or whatever, he only got suspended like 30 games. You had Uri's Familia. He only got suspended like 30 games for the domestic violence thing. So I just think it's really stupid that um, guys that are physically causing harm and like doing things that could possibly require jail time uh-huh. are only getting suspended for 25 games when someone who is just doing something that I, I understand it's cheating, yeah. but like it's not a federal crime uh-huh. to take steroids. Yeah is getting suspended for half a year. We've seen guys get banned from the game of baseball. The guy from the Mets for testing positive, like three times two or, or three times. Yeah, three. yeah or, or whatever it was. The guy got suspended for the, for banning. He got banned from the game of baseball forever, but that was the Russell stupidest was, thing ever. Also was probably one of the shittiest human beings in the whole game. And he's just going to, he's suspended 25 games and, and he'll be fine. And going on that call, out, I also want to call out the Chicago fucking Cubs, dude. The fact that that piece of shit is still on their roster uh, is pathetic. Yeah, it's it absolutely is. pathetic. First of all, he's not a good baseball player anymore, right? Oh, no. When they got him, he was like a top five prospect in all baseball. The guy, people were saying, oh, he's going to win an MVP or two. He's going to be one of the best players in baseball. Shit. The only thing, the, the only value he brings is on the defensive side of the ball. He's going to hit like 230 with probably like 15 home runs, be your eight hitter. He is a very good defensive player. I'll give you that. He's yeah, very he's good fantastic. Yeah. But. There's a point where you just got to let that guy go, right? Yeah. And perfect example in other sports, uh, we refer to this one a lot, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, all-pro running back, top five back in football when he's healthy. Uh-huh. Uh, honestly, if he's on the Chiefs right now, I, I know Damian Williams is playing great, but long-term, you look at Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Ty- uh, Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey, they have a dynasty in the making right there if they have a guy like Kareem Hunt in their backfield, at least a dynasty on the offensive side of the football and they did the right thing, right? Obviously, yeah. what he did, I don't think was – it was bad, but it wasn't anywhere near as bad as what uh, Ray Rice did or even you could argue what uh, Edison Russell did and all I that mean, stuff. Edison Russell has done it on three separate occasions. Exactly, right? And but and the Chiefs did the right thing. They let go of a superstar, right? And the uh-huh. Cubs can't let go of a guy who hit 230 when you could have Baez very calmly put Baez over at short – Put uh, Ian Happ or Bodie or, or Ben Zobrist, yeah. or even now you sign Dalen Descalves, so you play him at second base. But no, they just got to hold on to this guy for some reason. And I'm not the only one. I'm not a Cubs fan. I've seen a lot of Cubs fans on Twitter. A lot they're of really Cubs pissed. fans, yeah. They're really pissed off that he's still on the team, and they should be, right? Like he's not. He's a piece of shit human being. He's not that good of a. He's not good enough. Where I, I, for me, there's no standard to be good enough. Like if you do something that warrants a federal crime, you should not be on a baseball team. If Mike Trout beat the shit out of his girlfriend, I think he, he shouldn't be on the baseball team. Like you are a piece of shit of a human being. You should not uh-huh. be doing that. You should go rot in prison. But yeah, dude, that's bullshit, and the whole suspension thing is bullshit, and it's stupid. It's really stupid because you see other leagues 
like the NFL, for example, where they take action. A lot of people complain about the NFL, the suspensions, you know, the, 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 the Tom Brady thing. I can understand that. But when someone beats the shit out of someone, especially like their pregnant girlfriend or they vividly like beat the shit out of them in an elevator, fuck them. Like they should be suspended for a whole year like like Ray Rice was. So, yeah, dude, when you do it one time, you know, second chances, but you do it three fucking times, you're a piece of shit. He should yeah. not be on an MLB roster. Fuck that guy. Uh-huh. That's my call out. Agreed. All right, so I think that does the call-outs, PT. We can move over to uh, – actually, you know what? Here, I'll recap the picks. Um, so, Deegs, buddy. No, I know. I, I, I had a bad week. PT's got to be in first. You didn't have a bad week at all. You went 3-1. Right oh, I went 3-1? Yeah. So, okay. uh, so, each game counted as four, four games last week or four points. So, Deegs, you went 12-4. and four. PT went eight and eight, and I went eight and eight. Uh, Deegs, you're sixty-five thirty-nine. PT, you're sixty-one forty-three, and I'm fifty-seven forty-seven. The way you opened that segment was like that. I just blew my first place lead, and PT passed me. Like Deegs, buddy, like you're about to tell me that. No, I, I meant Deegs, buddy, as in, dude, you're still in first place. Like, okay. oh, all right, Bet. yeah, but that can change this upcoming weekend when games exactly. are eight points or eight games. Yeah. So. Exactly. That's going to be interesting. So, PT, go ahead and get us in these games. All right. Uh, we'll start with our Sunday game at 2 o'clock. This is the NFC Championship. we got the Rams at New Orleans. This is going to be uh, – both these games are going to be unreal. Now we're getting down to the season where there's no more shitty games, no more shitty teams. These are the real legit teams that should be there. They're going to be good games. They're going to be toss-ups. I mean – it, they really could be toss-ups. They could go. You could have pros and cons for why both teams can win. New Orleans played at home last week. Did not play up to their expectations. Drew Brees kind of put them everyone on their back and carried them out. I would love to pick New Orleans because they're at home, because they're supposed to be the hardest place to play at during this playoff run. But the Rams look good, man. The Rams look oh, good. Oh, yeah. Marcus Peters is fired up. He wants to just stick his head in anywhere he can this next week. Gurley's healthy. Goff will be playing indoors, so there's going to be no issues, hopefully, with him. Um, I'm still going to put my money on Drew Brees. He wants to, he wants to go win a Super Bowl. I think, the, I think New Orleans is going to beat the Rams at home. Diggs, you go ahead, buddy. I want to hear your pick. This is tough, dude. This is real tough. The Saints looked like shit in the first half last week until basically the whole Eagles team decided to like break and because they're uh-huh. all made of glass. Uh, they probably wouldn't even be playing in this game if Alshon caught that football. Yep. Yeah. So, but fuck Jeffrey, right? Fuck Jeffrey. Um, Breeze, what can I say, dude? Absolute surgeon in the second half last year. Sliced that defensive part. Uh, the Rams, they're hot, man. They're hot. Yeah. They have a very good running back tandem. Todd Gurley's looked, he looks healthy. T.J. Anderson, take it for what you want, man. He's a baller. Uh, Jared Goff's playing well. You know, they they looked they they basically dominated the Cowboys. The score doesn't indicate that, but I the Cowboys really didn't have a chance to win that game. I think the Rams were dominating them pretty much the whole game. It's a tough game. It's a rivalry game. You know, they don't like each other. Marcus Peters, yeah. you heard what he said. He wants to come out and bust that team. Uh, I, I'm sure Sean Payton doesn't like them either because he's the one that pretty much started the whole rivalry. Um, oh, it's so hard, so dude. Hard, I'm gonna man. I'm gonna go with the Rams. Okay. Okay. I'm well, gonna go. I'm gonna go with with the Rams. I think they're gonna go in New Orleans. 
like I said, I just don't I don't trust the Saints after seeing what they did last week. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't really trust the Saints either. Drew Brees is still one of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation, no doubt about it. But I don't know. I think it's the Rams' time. I, I really do. Too, I think the Rams are about to take over. Um, I've got the Rams winning this game. I know that it's at it's in New Orleans, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, oh, this is this is going to be a great game, no matter what. I'm so excited, dude. Oh, it's going to be a great game, but I've got the Rams winning. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this could be a toss-up. I'm just going to take that one edge of that the possibility that this it's a home game and that they could, any team can use any advantage they can, man. Yeah, I don't fault you at all for taking New Orleans. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, you can't. You can't fault anyone for anything, <laughs> Up really. until the last second when I said I'm taking, I was going to say the Saints. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I was going to say I'm taking the Saints, but – uh, I, I, it's just no. a, I, I, have a, I have a feeling about this one no, that the Rams are, are going to win this game. No, yeah, I can't fault you either. All right, move on. Five o'clock game, New Orleans or not New Orleans? Sorry, uh, the Patriots at Kansas City. Um, it's not going to be as cold as everyone said it was going to be. They're saying like maybe Blizzard, single basically. digits. Yeah, they said it's going. It's not going to be that cold. Um, I bet against New Orleans or I keep on saying New Orleans, New England. <laughs> I bet against New England at last week again. Tom Brady kind of shoved it on my butt and said, F you. He did. Um, he, so, he definitely did. <laughs> I definitely did. Um, this, like I said, this is, this is another this is, – you can't go wrong with your pick here. You got Tom Brady with the go in the playoffs, and then you got this new, shiny new car, Patrick Mahomes. He's going to go out there, and he's going to put something on for you every time. They're at home. Arrowhead's also hard to play at. Last time, it came down to a kick at Foxborough. And this time, Kansas City's going to win at home by three again, and they're going to win. Patrick Mahomes is going to put them in this position to win. Mahoney, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, I don't hear you, Deeks. Oh, fuck. This one is so hard, dude. Right. Like you said, the, the, the Patriots won at uh, the first time they played. It was at Foxborough. It's real hard to beat them. Actually, nobody's beat them at Foxborough this year. Yeah. Uh, you know what the crazy thing was? I was looking back at this today, and I was like, holy shit, when I saw this. The Chiefs won last week, and Patrick Mahomes didn't even throw for a touchdown. And you know who they, did throw it? He, he ran for one. Tyreek Hill ran for one. Darrell Williams ran for one. And Damian Williams ran for one. So they beat they beat the Colts without him even throwing for a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots, uh, the final score of that Chargers game, 41-28. They beat the shit out of him. It was embarrassing. Yeah. This is so – these games are so hard to pick. They're going to be so fun to watch, though. They're going to be so fun to watch, but I know it's at Kansas City. I know that the kingdom's a hard place to play at. I'm not ever in my entire life betting against Tom Brady until somebody proves me wrong. Fuck it. I'm taking the Chiefs. Wow. I'm see, taking the Chiefs. Chiefs I, 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 remember, I remember you said something about how Patrick Mahomes, he, he, he just, there's just something about him that, like, he, like he's going to – yeah, no, dude. I'm taking. I, I'm taking the Chiefs. They're and probably not like a guy like Mahomes. Dude, like honestly, they're, awesome. they're probably gonna lose. But I'm kingdom. Well, so I'm gonna go against both you guys. I'm taking the Pats. I, I like just I myself. All of the Super Bowl memories that I have are with Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean the guy's been at nine straight AFC championships. No, so. I know. I just I'm not ready to close the book yet on Tom Brady. I oh, this this is a tough one too, because like PT said, you got the old 
kind of nice but beat up truck. And he got the nice new shiny car with Ted Mahomes. Yeah. And you know what? I think I'm going to give this truck one last ride. (laughs) I think think this is the – I do believe this is the last ride for the truck. I don't know, dude. I, I think I think it's the last ride, but I think that yeah we will see because you know Tom Brady. What's that video that came out of him lately working out to that one song? Uh, I don't know what it was, but yeah, that video it's hilarious. I fuck I fucking hate that guy so much. God, he's so I hate cringy. He's so the cringy. Fact, the fact that he still plays football it pisses me off, dude. I hate that guy so much. How do you how yeah. do you hate him though? But Mahoney, he has abused my team for the last. 15 years. Yeah, yeah, they you're just right. beat him for the first time in eight years this year. Dude. Eight I'm... years. And they play him every single year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, yeah, I mean, I got the Pats winning. Nothing really to talk about. I mean, you guys already talked about it. It's going to be a great game, fun game to watch. I'm excited for football this weekend. Yeah, Dude, me too. It's I'm, I'm hyped. It's going to be nuts. Like, I'm going to be glued to my TV, and if anyone tries to mess with me, they're probably going to punch in the face, all right? (laughs) This is is one of the most exciting times of the year because all people are just going – everyone's going out. They're going to be playing great football, and it's going to be fun to watch, like we said. So get out. Make sure everyone's watching. It's going to be fun. Yeah. The thing that does it for football, I think you guys got anything else to add? No, dude. I mean, you got the four best offenses in the league. Don't expect to see a lot of defensive play in these games, man. These are going to be shootouts, and I hope they're shootouts because that's good. No one wants to – like, I love grit and grind football, like good old-fashioned Pittsburgh football where the final score is like 14 to 10, and the Steelers win because they get like a fourth and inches stop on like the three-yard line. Or Boswell slips and misses the field goal. Yeah, or which they, they would lose the game, dickhead, not or, win. And then but no, there's going to be fireworks this weekend. I'm so excited. Yeah, dude, and you know what, though? The AFC NFC Championship game in the Super Bowl is when people really start watching that usually don't watch football. So the fact that it's going to probably be a shootout just adds to that. So I'm going to be interested to see all the hype yeah. around football. Even even if you look at okay, I have my my supposed Super Bowl right now based on my picks are Chiefs Rams right, yep. and if you remember they played earlier. And the season, and the final score was fifty-four to fifty-one. Like, if the Super Bowl was anywhere near that, even if it's like forty-five, forty-two, or forty-eight, forty-five, that's going to be great for the game of football. You're going to get so many new people. They're going to start watching the game because everybody watches the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Even people who like don't give a shit about football at all, they go to Super Bowl parties, and everybody watches the game. So yeah. I'm excited, and I, this is really good having these four teams. While I wish, like, obviously you two wish the Bears were in it, I wish Pittsburgh was in it. Yeah. But this is a really good. This is a really good thing for the game of football. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Real quick, I want to add something real quick. Go right ahead, buddy. Everyone, pick your burst out players of the week. Who's gonna, who's going to make the difference? Who's going to make be the difference in winning their game this week? All right, I'll start off. Hey. Both games or for each just, game? Just pick one for the whole weekend, all right? Okay. Mine's going to be Tyreek Hill. Oh, that's fucking simple. He's like the fastest guy on the planet. Okay. And that's why he's going to be a breakout, okay? Who, oh. Who's going to be yours? Oh, dude, you can't put me on the spot. Give okay, me a second. Uh, uh, oh, I, I got mine. I got mine. Right? Got I know it, this, is a, this, is, this goes against everything I just said by you calling out Tyreek Hill. I'm going to go Aaron Donald. Right. I would, I would Aaron, Donald. Aaron Donald, so give me a second. Aaron Donald, 
probably, I hate to say this because, I mean, Khalil Mack's great. He's probably the best pass rusher in football, even though he's a D-tackle. That's that's absurd. Um, I, I think he's going to be big. I think he, the, the, the Saints' offensive line is battered, and while Drew Brees is a great quarterback, you got to remember he's 40 years old. Guy doesn't move as well as he used to. I think Aaron Donald, and honestly that whole front seven with Michael Brockers, uh, Dante Fowler, and Dominican Sue, who he hasn't played that well this year, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, that linebacker, like Okawakuro or whatever, he's good. But I'm going to go Aaron Donald, and I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Donald gets a closing sack and like on, on like a fourth and sixth to win the game or something. But he's one of the he's the best defensive player in football. You you, you can't pick against the guy. No. Uh, so I'm going to stick with the Rams. He hasn't been himself as of late, but I think he's going to really need to to be a key player this weekend. Todd Gurley. He really needs to step it up and really be the player that he's meant to be. So, yeah, I think he's going to be the big player this week. One guy I I, I do want to say, I didn't pick them to win, but watch out for Gronk this weekend. Okay, Gronk has not been himself all year. He hasn't been anything of what he he has been in his entire career. Watch out for Gronk this weekend if New England's going to pull this game out against the Chiefs. Yeah, I uh, definitely agree. Um, anything else you guys want to add for football? I believe so. No, I'm good. Well, all right, so now let's go on to baseball, and let's talk about the oh, – let's talk about the Yankees. Um, they signed Adam Adovino today to a three-year deal. Um, so I think with this signing, it truly takes them out, of, on, uh, out on Machado. Yeah, they're up. Yeah, they're definitely. Up. But what the hell? Yeah, How much it's, better it's can unfair. they get? It's unfair. You, did it's you hear unfair. he took a pay cut too? I would too, dude. He's gonna you okay? Look, look, look at their bullpen, right? If you look at the, I don't want to. Like they're already scary. Look at from an, an Adam Adovino perspective. Last year he was he wasn't the closer because obviously they had Wade Davis, but he was like the Rockies' go-to guy. Like you go, like they're in a high leverage situation. Adam, get up, get loose. We're we're bringing him in right now. This is fucking stupid. I was listening to Giraffe Neck Mark's video, right? Uh, a Yankee starter could go four innings, and they would be fine. Oh, they could they honestly. Would be just fine. They would Chapman. be the best for the opener. Chapman, Batanzas, uh, Chad Green, fuck, what's his name? Um, Zach Britton and Adam Adamino. Adam Adamino is the fourth guy out of their bullpen. That's absurd. Like. I know he was really shitty in 2017. He had a really good year Ooh. last year. Out of you he was oh, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a, he had a pheno- phenomenal year last year. The walks are so high, but like the walks aren't high because his command is terrible. The walks are high because he's so nasty uh-huh. that his stuff moves that much. It's just ridiculous. Like his slider has like complete. Uh, he, it, it it breaks on the whole plane. But yeah, there's no pressure for him now. He, you're gonna see him in like the sixth inning. In like a four to one ball game, where he could just go out, throw a hundred, and throw his slider eight times, and have to worry about it. just flap his dick everywhere because uh-huh. it doesn't matter what he does. It's ridiculous, dude. No, it the is. Yankees, they had the best bullpen in baseball last year, and then they had the better. best bullpen in baseball. Now it just got it just got three or four times better with 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 out of you know. It's stupid. Yeah. Now, uh, so I'm I'm gonna help the Yankees out here. I'm gonna give them a little marketing tip here. You know, marketing major. I'll help them out a little bit. Um. Remember in the beginning of the offseason when he said that he can strike out Babe Ruth? Yeah. Bobblehead. Do a bobblehead series. 
make people come to two different games and have them like connect each other, connect to each other. That's with, genius. With Adovino pitching on one side and Ruth on the other. That's genius. That's yeah, wonderful. See, I do want to talk about this, right? Go ahead. So, real quick, you look at the American League as a whole, right? And we could probably all three of us could agree that it's a four-team race for who's going to come out of the American. Uh, probably only a three-team race at this point. Who's the fourth team? Boston, New York, the Astros, and Cleveland. If Cleveland doesn't trade, Cleveland's Cleveland. not. No, they're not no, relevant. Yeah, it, they they have the best pitching rotation in baseball when they're healthy. They they have. They have no lineup though. J Ram. Lindor, yeah, I mean, their offense isn't that good, but pitching wins championships. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So, I mean, when Bauer, Kluber, Carrasco, Shane Bieber, Mike Clevenger, all the, the, those guys are nasty. But, obviously, the, the, the Red Sox won the World Series last year. They haven't really done much, to be honest with you. If you look at their additions and who they've lost, they added Uvalde, they, they locked him up long-term. They brought back Steve Pierce. Take that with what you want. I mean, good leader, probably a decent guy. Mitch Moreland's injury prone. But I don't think you're going to get the same production you got out of Steve Pierce last year. Oh, God, no. No. The biggest thing with Boston is their bullpen, right? You you lost Craig Kimbrell, who's, when he's on, probably the best closer in baseball. Uh Who the fuck do they have in their bullpen? They they lost Joe Kelly, too. Yeah. Those are their two best relievers. You got, like, Tyler Thornburg. Stephen Wright. Matt and Therese, like they have done, they're like the Cubs. They they won and they've done nothing to improve that team. So right now, it's hard to bet against the Red Sox, obviously, because they're coming off a World Series championship, but yeah. they just dominated the whole playoffs, including a destruction of the Yankees. But I, dude, it's so hard to pick against the Yankees right now. No, Matt I know. Looking up, their pitching rotation got better. Um, they have the by far the best bullpen in baseball, and you need a good bullpen to win in the playoffs. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I I have a real hard time picking against the Yankees, and Boston has to do something, whether it be – I mean, there's not very many relievers left on the market but Kimbrell, so you either bring him back. Even with him, you need more than just one guy who only pitches one inning. Relievers only pitch one inning, uh-huh. one and a half or two at best. So you gotta go. You gotta go make some trades, man. You gotta do something. You gotta part with your young guys because you're the Boston Red Sox. You can't think about the future when you have the evil empire right next to you, literally building a dynasty in like our like right in front of us. So I don't know, dude. It's gonna be interesting. But oh yeah, I'm not picking against New York right now. If I have a gun to my head to win the whole thing. Oh yeah, no, no. The Yankees are the favorite, I think, as of now to win it. Um, so sticking with MLB free agency. I mean, honestly, nothing has happened so far. We already touched on Machado. Um, so I'm just curious to hear what you think about MLB. I, I heard this from somebody. I forgot who it was about MLB free agency starting to have a penalty on how late people sign to kind of yeah. hurry up the process. I think it's a good idea. Okay, here's how I'm, I'm going to approach this, right? Because this is like probably like a really controversial topic for some uh-huh. people. While I do think it's a good idea because I think it's really stupid that guys, that stars, right? Like J.D. Martinez, who almost won the Triple Crown last year, had one, two teams in on him, and two, didn't sign to like halfway through spring training. And take it what you want, Hosbert, down a year last year. Uh-huh. When he's healthy and when he's at his best, he's a top five first baseman in baseball. Didn't sign till a week into the season, right? Or a, a week into spring training. 
but I don't think that would ever happen. You know, I, I think it's a good idea because, one, this year the offseason has sucked. Oh, it's been last awful. Year, last year's offseason sucked. But, I mean, it would have to be – I mean, I don't know if anybody – if they would ever adopt that because people would be losing money and, like – Or how about kinda, this? How about this? I'm going to change it up. It's also, like, in a way, though, like, whatever penalty you give is the league forcing people to hurry up and sign. You know, and, like, that's would be, like, that's kind of like the league forcing. I'll give you a good example, right? Bryce Harper, okay? If if this so-called penalty thing was to exist, let's say that Bryce Harper really wants to sign with the Chicago Cubs. Like, he, like that was his dream destination, right? Like, he's has his mindset on going to the Cubs. In order for him to do that, the Cubs would have to clear salary, right? They had, they'd have to get rid of Hayward. They probably had, they, they would have to attach other pieces to clear up some cap space to get him. I mean, there's obviously not a cap space in baseball, but you know what I mean? Stay under the, the luxury tax. Stay, yeah, as under the luxury tax as possible. Well, that takes time, right? The Cubs can't just trade Hayward in one day because they have to do – they have to call around the league. They have to ask who – uh, who wants him? They have to make the deal work where the salary is even out. They, they probably have to do some scouting, get some medical reports yeah. on the on the guy's young prospects. Like this takes time. So I feel like if you force someone or not force them, if you rush someone to sign, you're forcing them to pick somewhere where they may not want to play. Mm-hmm. And it also takes a, a it, it, it's a negative effect on the teams because they have to like rush this process. They have to accelerate something. They, they might have to get a, a, a lesser return on Jason Hayward when they could have potentially got a better return because they have to hurry up and bring and clear some room to bring a, a guy like Harper in. So I think it's a good idea, right? Uh-huh. Because these off season sucks. And I think it's bullshit that players are joining and uh, not getting the chance to gel with their teammates when, because they're signing like a week into this into spring training, uh-huh. but for me it'd be really hard for me to envision that happening because of like all the other things around it. But I, I want to hear what you were going to say. Okay, about changing it up a little bit. So instead of a penalty, what if we give teams a certain amount of time that they can spend a certain amount of money? Say like with the Harper Machado, right? Say we have. Okay, let's say the fur let's say until New Year's, right? Until New Year's, that's more than enough time. Is as long as you can go to spend to uh, do three hundred plus million dollar deals. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I that is a lot more likely than the penalties, the fees. Yeah, that that fees because people are losing money and all, and, and all that stuff. But yeah, if because if you look at it right, theoretically speaking, if your team doesn't make the playoffs, your season ends at, at the beginning of October, right? And even if you win the World Series, you're probably playing, what, like the very end of October and in very rare cases, the first week of November. So even if you're a World Series team, you have two whole months mm-hmm. to clear up some room. And if you're, not a, uh, if, if you're not a playoff team like the Sox or the Padres, you have three months to clear up some room to bring these guys in. So I agree. That is, that is plenty of time to clear some cap and make space to bring these guys in. That's a lot more likely than um, fees. And anytime you involve uh, taking money away from something, it's probably not going to happen, especially in baseball, because as much as baseball is a game, it's also a business, right? Mm-hmm. So that is probably not as likely to happen. But I, I, if you put a cap, because baseball doesn't have a cap, uh-huh. but if you put a cap on this, 
it's not a bad idea. We see this in, in other sports, right? And I'll, I'll give basketball. Um, basketball is pretty much the predominant example where you have a mid-level exception. Every single team, if you trade someone, the, the league gives you like an extra four mil or depending on how much that player they deem is worth to spend. But you only have up until the trade deadline to spend that mid-level exception, right? So if I want to go out and sign, for example, DeMarcus Cousins, if I wanted to sign him um, – for five mil, I got to use. It's not the trade deadline. I'm a fucking moron. It's it's. There's a deadline for it. Is 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 what I'm saying. For you to use that four to five mil that is given to you by the league, or else it goes away. Like they just take it back. Like uh-huh. like like you can't use it. So yeah, I mean there is things like that that exist. Obviously in football we have the the franchise tag. You have a deadline for when you can tag someone. If not, you can't tag them. You have a deadline for the transition tag, or else you can't use that money anymore. Like you can't for, like you can't tag someone in like week fourteen because the deadline's like week seven, right? Uh, so yeah. I don't think it's a bad idea. I honestly don't think it's gonna happen. Just thought it'd be. I don't, I don't think it'll happen, but yeah. it's a lot more likely than what you mentioned earlier. Yeah, um, I feel like there's something else I wanted to add. Um, how do you feel right now about where Harper and Mattel are going to sign? Just real quick, what where Dude. do you think? All right, Harper, I have a really hard time seeing him not in a Phillies uniform. Yeah, me too. Okay, and because like you know how they talked about like their dream is Kimbrel Keichel, Harper or they talked about Harper Trout in their future i think this i think we're going to see the phillies start to employ that um, that philosophy they had uh, stupid early money, on in the yeah. season yeah the, the the whole stupid money thing right machado i'm going to tell you this right now okay 2 days ago i had it like a 95% chance this dude was going to come play in chicago right and i still think there's like a 68 to 60 to 70% chance that he goes to play in Chicago. Uh-huh. But if you had to pick a team for Machado, who would it be? The White Sox. Yeah, the White All Sox. Right. I, I would not be surprised if some random mystery team came and got him. Came out and offered him eight for 250, and he told the White Sox to go fuck themselves, and he signed there. That's yeah. is, is what I was trying to say. Uh-huh. Right? But. Bob Nightingale tweeted this and fuck that guy, but I kind of agree with him. It's going to be, and we talked about this even in, in our free agency picks like two months ago. The Phillies are getting one of them. They're oh, getting yeah. one of them. And whoever I gets said one, the Sox were going to get one and the Phillies were going to get one, so we'll see how that works. But yeah, I don't know, dude. It's it's stupid that these are generational talents and we don't know anything at all. Nobody, nobody knows anything, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I like you, I think Harper's going to Philly. I think Machado's going to the Sox. PT, what do you think? Yeah, I, I can see Harper definitely being some red pe- 